0: Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace.
1: After a childhood with an abusive mom, an alcoholic, and an addict, a rotating door of father figures and stepfathers, and being chased out of his house by knife, At the age of 17, Tony Robbins has transformed his greatest challenges into his career, his purpose, and his passion. With people who pay seven figures to have him as their one-on-one coach, the greatest leaders and minds in the world, others who pay over $5,000 a day to attend his workshops. And it's not about the financial value, it's about the value, the energy that he has taken to transform his challenges into triumphs. Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, sorry New York friends, some of the greatest athletes in the world, cut from their teams, told that they wouldn't make it, told they couldn't do it. Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, College dropouts, labeled as failures, judged. Louise Hay, Oprah Winfrey, sexually abused throughout their childhoods. They have since built foundations, written books, and held space for millions, millions of others to grow and heal. All of these adults, all of these individuals in their various capacities have only been able to achieve what they've achieved through their challenges, their adversities. And so this morning, I invite you to join me in considering why do we have such fear and paralysis around challenge? We know that to grow, to strengthen our muscles, we need to physically challenge them. We need to put them under stress. We know that to build our endurance, we need to put ourselves through cardiac struggle. What stops us from knowing that to build our emotional capacities, we have to endure some stress and struggle as well? This concept isn't new to me. I'm a lifelong fan personally and professionally involved in athletics. And I always taught what I loved about sports was teaching the life lessons you could learn through your athletic experiences. And I always said this is a very low-stakes environment. Right? If we call a play that's not the right one, we get a redo. If we miss a goal, we miss a shot, it's okay. You can bounce back. And I always understood this, I knew this, I taught this. This was my profession for about a decade. And I didn't truly understand it until I found myself in a very high-stakes environment living it. See, the first time I spoke in this pulpit was June 26, 2014. It was my daughter Layden's memorial service. She had lost her life at Boston Children's Hospital in a case termed a catastrophe at the age of four months. And when Layden entered this world, there was a lot of chances to build that emotional capacity. She came with a lot of assumptions and scrutiny and the diagnosis of her heart condition when I was six months pregnant, after she was born dissenting opinions and a long weight game, a first planned surgery, a second unplanned surgery, a third unplanned surgery, a fourth unplanned surgery, and an insurmountable amount of unanticipated complications. And through all that, building my emotional capacity, it wasn't until I heard her last breaths that I really understood what it meant to choose growth. And I know I'm not alone in adversity. Everyone here, everyone sitting here has had their own challenges, their heartaches, their adversities. It's not a competition. It's also not a one and done. I've also learned you don't get to just check one adversity off the list and think you're in the clear. It's smooth sailing from here on out. That's not the way it works. And everything that I've learned to transition from speaking here for the first time at her memorial service in 2014 to now are things that I always say I would give back in a heartbeat. I would give it all back to have laid in here. But that's not an option. And I have learned and experienced that the bravest thing we can do is to own our truths, to share our stories, so that we can grow and grow alongside with others. And I've transitioned out of the classroom, but I still teach and coach. And in the work that I do now, I coach mindset. Doesn't matter the gender, doesn't matter the age. I work with a span of 51 years. What I have found to be true fascinates me. Became really curious about what was the common denominator. And there are a few things. Challenges are typically never a choice. We don't choose to encounter the heartaches, the hardships that we face. The only choice we have is the way that we use our energy through it. And so I really sat and wondered if we're going to choose growth when facing these adversities no matter what it is, whether it's trying to make the summer baseball team, get into a certain college, make a relationship work, get a new job, or deal with loss, heartache. How do we do it? I have found four things to hold true universally. You ready? The first... We need to step out of the space of victimization and step into our own power. Tony Robbins could have been chased out of his house by a knife and chosen to say, why me? How could this happen to fall apart? I could have chosen in my grief to remain shattered. I think it would have been a very understandable choice. But when we're ready, and it doesn't have to be immediate, but when we're ready, In order to choose growth, we need to step out of the space of victimization and into our own power, changing our language. This is happening for me, instead of this is happening to me. We can insert the word and to acknowledge something is very challenging, heavy, horrific, and there is opportunity for growth. And it's not always easy to see. I like to visualize it like this shadow, the shadow of challenge, of heartache, of whatever it may be that we're facing. And in this shadow, like lurking behind it, maybe sometimes underneath boulders that feel impossible to lift, there is always, always an opportunity for growth. And so as we step into our own power, we lift that boulder, we find that opportunity, and we focus our energy there. The second step is to let go. This is not easy. And I encourage you, when you're facing something difficult, to look at what choices do we have. Because as we've established before, we don't choose our challenges. So if we didn't choose it, it's there. So trying to fight it, trying to resist it, isn't going to be a good use of our energy and the tricky part is that we typically want to spend our energy trying to control all of the things around the challenge rather than focusing right in. but it's in that place of discomfort where the growth is lurking. We let go of looking back of wondering what could have gone differently and we start looking forward not trying to control on what we can't control but rather just one step, one day, and honestly, at times, just one breath at a time, making the decision to move forward. And sometimes that can mean making the decision to hold still, but it's resisting that temptation to look back. The third step is building awareness and then taking action. Now, typical actions without awareness tend to look like three things. Avoidance. Busying ourselves. Using the word should. I should get through it by doing this. And muscling through. Not allowing ourselves to actually feel the hurt. Avoidance, should, and muscling through. Those may look like actions, and in a sense they are, but they're uninformed actions. They lack awareness. Because when we avoid, we are just running around in circles, right? You can envision it, running around in circles from facing what we really don't want to sit with. When we use the word should, we're not honoring what feels authentically right for us because every single person experiencing this very same challenge is going to experience it very differently. And just like we have to honor our authentic selves when things are going well, we have to honor our authentic selves when things aren't going well. And muscling through. That facade, that front, that gritting our teeth and bearing through, not allowing ourselves to feel it. What happens when we choose these sources of action is that in time, we end up actually doing a lot of damage control. Because those energies, we just stuff them down. They're just waiting for us. And most often, if we're not choosing to process them, they're going to demand to be processed. That can look like anger, breakdowns, resentments, all of a sudden winding up in a job or a relationship or a home and wondering how you got there. It doesn't align with who you are. So when we start with awareness, we really need to look at what this loss, what this challenge means to us. We have to listen to our intuition. We have to spend a lot of moments quiet sitting in that discomfort. And as we make that choice of how we can move through, we know that how we move through internally and externally is our choice every single day and that we're not signing any contracts in permanent marker. If we start pursuing a path of growth that doesn't feel right, we allow that ego to step aside and us to take a different path. The fourth step, pacing, pacing, (laughs) I combined both words, pacing and patience. Really challenging. We don't physically compare, we don't literally compare to anybody else going through challenge, and that's a trap, right? It's a really tempting trap to look around, especially social media highlight reels. And to look at these social media highlight reels and see everyone else has it all together and they're doing well, so we compare ourselves there and put this pressure, put this weight. When we're managing something hard, you can almost envision this weight on your shoulders. Now when we start comparing, you can just add weight to it. What we want to do when we move forward is to pace ourselves in lifting that weight. And in order to do it, just like when we're physically building our muscles, or when we're building our cardio endurance, we need to pace ourselves, right? We can't go hard every single day. We need to build in rest days, we need to build in recovery days. When training for a marathon, we don't go from one mile to 26 miles. There are a lot of steps in between. Just like our emotional capacity, we have to pace that. We can't make every day hard. So it's finding that sweet spot within ourselves, right? that spot where we know we're just outside of our comfort zone, but not too far. And the tricky part is that changes every day. Some days, 20 pounds might feel easy, and other days, 8 pounds may feel really heavy. And it's not about the pounds that we're lifting, but about how it feels and where it's putting us on the path of growth. The best way to understand where your sweet spot is, is to practice. We can look for other people to tell us. We can want a quick solution but it's to practice, to observe, to take notes, to journal. Whatever your form of processing may be. And patience, as my mom would vouch for me, hasn't always been my strength. So what do we rely on when we're not feeling patient? There are two things I like to do. One is I like to do like a little running list, a tally of all my wins, because I know I'm not alone, and we don't give ourselves enough credit. Right? We focus on the things we want to change. We get to mile 13, and we want to be at mile 26. But at mile 13, when we're lacking patience, can we look back at miles 12, 11, 10, 9, all the miles that we've run to get to this space? So making a list of wins helps. And the second is to lean into our faith. Here, wherever resonates for you, maybe it's just a few breaths in the morning, right? some quiet time alone, but intentionally choosing to remind yourself through affirmations, through mantras, whatever it may be, that everything is going to be all right. And through these four steps, I have found, it doesn't matter the challenge, the age, gender identification, we position ourselves to choose growth. And it's important to acknowledge it is a choice. It's not an easy one, but it is so possible. And when we empower ourselves to do this, we actually don't need to pay $5,000 a day to be inspired by someone else's workshop. We can look within. We can write our own stories. Building trust in our own strength, counting the wins, reminding ourselves, this is happening for me. I can't go back. I can go forward. Letting go of things out of our sphere of control. Pushing, pacing, and recovering. Grabbing hold of our faith and gripping it tightly. Challenges don't favor by age, gender, social status, or if we've already been through a sequence of adversity. They certainly don't limit themselves to one per customer. But they each bring an energy, a depth of energy that can shift, we can shift it. Taking that energy and turning it into progress It's not always easy to see. It might be lurking in the dark, scary shadows, and that's where we trust. We reach, we write our own story of inspiration, one day, one step, and one breath at a time. We choose growth. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.